We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. got to well when dk got there after pretty sure i saw something because i was reading about it for dfs tonight <clears throat> i'm building the same lineup twice once with uh once with dk uh, dk and one with rocket because it's like <clears throat> in the history of dk being on the seahawks only twice have both of them had 20 point games in the same game so it's one or the other it's usually like three touchdown locket dk has like three for 38 yards. yeah my logic is not logic. My hope is just like with with Lockett, it only takes one. It could, it's one. It, it could be one play, so right. I always have a chance. McLaurin can be the same thing. Don't get me wrong, but you know Lockett's a burner, so it's it's at any moment, as long as they have the ball, like I you kind of think you have a shot in a way. You have a shot this year in fantasy. I'm like six and five and five and six. Okay. So Only two b- leagues? Both, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm letting this rock, by the way. I yeah. did the clap. We're good. It's good. Looking handsome, bro. I was <sighs> setting up the camera. I was like, my guy looking handsome. I don't know if I would wear that sweater. I don't really got a drip, so I don't know if that would work for me, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Refreshed after the holiday, I think. Yo, same, bro. It's good sleep, good eats, little gym mixed in, not too much, not re- like regular, mm-hmm. lighter, but nonetheless, yeah, refreshed, a lot of sleep. Um... I went out Thanksgiving Eve, throwback. Yeah, shout uh, to you. You sent me the invite, but I declined. All good. Uh, good time. The fam. Good time. Nice man. Yeah, yeah. So, um, palms. That, I was at a bar in Long uh, Beach, but I saw uh, some palms. I saw a little bit of little beaver. Uh, <laughs> not palms, uh, but good time. And then after Thanksgiving Eve, that was the only night I went out. Didn't do anything. Just chilled. So, um, feeling very refreshed. This was the first week. This is the longest I stayed home since moving out. And I know it's, it, I don't want to sound too dramatic because it's Long Island and I go home every two, three weeks, but it's really for like an hour or two. I'll see the dogs. A lot of times my mom isn't home uh, and my dad will be in Astoria. So my dad will drop off the car. He'll hang out here, nap here, whatever you got to do. Because my dad usually naps in the afternoon. Got it. 
So then when my mom gets home, they could like see each other and shit. Because if not, if my dad don't sleep in the afternoon, he's in bed by like six o'clock. Makes sense. My mom don't get home till five. So it's like dinner and then it's sleep. <clears throat> and you're like by yourself. And yeah. So I usually go home. I'll get a haircut because my barber's out there. Shouts to RJ. He cuts my hair and then it's like two blocks from my crib. So I'll go back to my crib. I'll okay. see the dogs, let them out for a little bit. Get the laundry. I know I'm 30. I live on my own, but I don't blame you. Mom, Duke still brings out the laundry. Got it. So it's laundry. Say what's up. Feed the dogs, and you're out. But also, I don't see my mom when when I go back. So it's it's occasional. Also, so, the good thing like you sleep in there. You wake up in the morning. Have some. You know, you want me to make breakfast. You know, things of that nature. The 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 in between moments, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was home from about Tuesday morning. To Saturday morning. Nice. So that's the longest like stretch, and it was dope, man. I was looking forward to it. We had a little bit of a conversation last week, kind of just like checking in on each other, because I try my best with you, because you are one of my close friends. I don't want to just be like yo podcast, you yeah, know, yeah, all the time. So just like checking in, and we both kind of felt the same way, like man, yo, burnout. Just feel a little like I, I try not to use that word, because I feel like burnout sometimes turns into a misconception of you not enjoying what you're doing. So like for, for sure me, for me I don't like saying burned out, but uh, it was nice to a little bit of an escape right. Didn't bring my laptop. Yeah. Didn't bring a green screen. No cameras. <laughs> no no nothing. Don't canceled meetings. The whole nine. And I feel it was that. cool, man. I went back home and it was just nice. Chill with the dogs the whole time. Um, my parents also obviously Thanksgiving. Bro. <sighs> did, did how'd you eat? <clears throat> I got my parents a new TV. Nice. And uh, it, w- it was cool to like, you know, I was able to, to get it for them. And uh, it's like the first big, it was an expensive TV. Yeah. It was, nice TV. It was like 75 inches Samsung. Shit was fire. You benefit from that so, TV as well. Oh, bit. dude. Thanksgiving, bro. I was on my recliner. This is my TV. Yo, I was on the recliner. Yeah, and I'm not, I swear to you. It's literally like right in front of me. The way I'm looking at you right now is, is the recliner. I, I didn't eat Thanksgiving at the table. And we ate at the recliner? Yeah, I was on the recliner. Nice. No one has said anything, right? Nothing, bro. Yeah. I I killed like a whole, not a whole, like a half bottle of Patron by myself. I felt like an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yo, the, the first game went well. I had Lions plus three and a half. Nice. Came out nice. Had the under also, a little double, a little double dip there. Uh, Played all in Josh Reynolds. You DFS because Reynolds. I also put that tweet out. Rams Yo, days, right? Yeah, golf and Reynolds. Anytime like Brandon Cooks was out, Cooper Cup was out. I Reynolds remember. Step in. And, I remember. You know, so he first first drive of the game, a little time. So I was hype. Game number two, I did take the Cowboys minus seven, but I was all in Deshaun Jackson first touchdown. Thou shall never fade Deshaun Jackson versus the NFC East of first first touchdown or anytime. Nah, just DFS. Oh, oh, oh god! Oh, it was like three thousand on DraftKings, which is the stone minimum. And then I had the Bills minus four. So it was a very nice Thanksgiving. And I legit, yo, my mom at one point <laughs> looks at me and goes, yo, who hurt you? I was like, what do you mean? She thought you were going through a breakup. She's like, yo, are you all right? Like, you haven't moved. You've only gotten up to put your plate back and to use the bathroom. I was like, yo, I am really enjoying this. My dogs are sprawled out in front of me. Mad comfortable, mad full. Overall, nice, nice uh, little getaway, man. Get, the game's over the uh, – the game's on Thursday – the first game, would you say, uh, the first two games were close. Right. Which is like all you can ask for. They may not have been great game. Like the first game wasn't great. 
No, nah, but it, it wasn't it a was, blowout. It wasn't a blowout. It was close. And, and, but I would say the second game was, it was a good game, did except for see, the refs. But did you see the rating on that? Yeah, it was like the most popular regular season game of all time, right? It put up, I think, AFC wildcard numbers from a, pay, like a, a viewing standpoint. Like divisional round, you know, Cowboys, Thanksgiving, Cowboys are good. Raiders. Raider Nation is big. And it was it was a fun ass game, man. Yeah. Uh what'd you think about the officials? Uh, Fourteen flags on each side? I don't know. What the crazy thing is, is like mm. what I love about like the analytics and data shit now is like all of the you actually like have statistics on the refs now. And according to you know, I'm you know me, I'm on Twitter and it's like you know, I'm I'm seeing tweets about oh, you know, this is nothing new for this ref, or this is nothing new for this line Java Joe, or whatever the case is. Like, it's almost business as usual for these guys, for this crew at least, which to me is crazy. Same thing with the NBA; they have it. They have the same type of like analytics and data on the refs in the NBA as well. Who's calling? You know, who's call, you know who's calling that this many fouls, that many fouls? So it's mad interesting to me. You know who originated that, right? Uh, d- no. Sports betters. Got it. So oh, for any adva- this referee calls more fouls in the NBA. So oh, little, taking the over, over action, yeah. right? So how many times do you see uh, um, uh, Scott Foster? Right, isn't that his name in the NBA? Yeah. Right. When when or, or who is the ref? Who Tony, like, Tony, the one that hates Melo. Tony Brothers. No, that hates Chris Paul. Chris Paul was like oh and uh, like I think one in eighteen. It might be him. No, or maybe it's Foster. I think it might be. I know but, exactly. But it's one of those guys where it's like Chris Paul hasn't won a playoff game. It's the way ever. he officiates and the way he plays. And right. So there's always those little tidbits. But that originated from sports betters. They would look yeah. at officiating crews. Oh, this one throws a lot of PIs. Maybe we value the dog. Where do I get like the that. advantage? No. It's, and it's cool to see that spill into analytics. Well, analytics originated from sports betting. I, at its core, it's essentially the same thing. I actually listened to the Simmons pod with Bob Vulgaris. Who was the Mavericks advisor? Who, Shout out to the Greeks. Yeah, he basically, for those of you listening who don't know who Bob Vulgaris is, he was a really successful sports better mm-hmm. in the data space. Built these mod models and you know really great at predicting sports betting. Got to the point where he was hired by the Mavericks and and Mark Cuban to come in and really kind of help elevate some of their data, you know, the side of the world. Um, and he got pretty high up in the in the organization until about last year that article came out. Or a couple people were saying that he's no fun to work with, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. And regardless, you know, he, he actually, he's not working with the Mavs anymore. But he's a guy who went from, you know, sports betting data guy to top advisor for the Dallas Mavericks. So that's pretty crazy. And it was just an interesting interview. I definitely recommend it. Um, but yeah, the, uh, Waller's hurt. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> and, and Zeke now, they're saying how they, they really want to sit him. Though they play on Thursday, it's I you know I wanted we were going to talk about some of the injuries and and I'll mention it again or we could talk about it now but yeah let's do it now you talk about the, you mentioned Zeke and I love what the Dal I love what Dallas did in terms of roster construction and it's easy to say because they have a good backup but to me it's like you pay all this money to a, to to a big you know to a big name running back a high profile very talented running back it's like yo why don't you Spend a lot of money on the backup if if the idea is your offense is built around that guy. To me, it's it, it's it's almost criminal what's happening in in Tennessee, for example. Your whole offense is built around this one running back, and he gets paid a shit ton of money. Why wouldn't you spend a lot of draft capital or spend a lot of money on a really good backup just in case this happens? Like, especially when your system is it's, built, it's for built that. around that guy. I 
it's crazy to me. And I love what Dallas is doing in a sense of they have a really great backup and their offense is, you know, more or less built around the running game. So it just makes a whole bunch of sense. So the teams that have done a good job building building from top to bottom with depth are going to be able to kind of ride these storms out a bit. And obviously the McCaffrey thing is he's out for the season. But, I mean, they drafted Chuba Hubbard, who's looked solid in some of those games, and that's a good example of it as well. <clears throat> nah, you bring up a fascinating point. I never thought about that, but if you think of Minnesota – Madison, he's pretty good. When he steps in, I'm always on Twitter first one, like, yo, that's why I ain't paying Dalvin Cook. But you're right, investing in in a backup in that scenario for a team like Minnesota, for a team like the Titans, and uh, maybe I would even throw Pittsburgh in that mix now too. Yeah. Like you spend a first round pick on Najee Harris, he's super valuable to your team. Why go, not have a go get some backup? Yeah. Joe Mixon, Samaji Pirine has had some moments too. Yeah. So uh, it's just fascinating to me that, that some folks aren't doing it, um, and uh, you know the good ones are. So you know some look at look at Baltimore like it's a revolving door at running back, and you know anyway just no. Nah, but there but Baltimore I think is a unique example because the quarterback is they've it's the quarterback for sure. But just historically they've never had, I think they've never had a back to back leading rusher. At running back the same year since, like, Ray Rice. Okay. But remember, like, Willis McGahee was there for a little bit. And then it was Alex Collins was there. And then <laughs> J.K. Dobbins. And uh, I know, um, you know, Ray Rice, obviously. But they always had these other dudes who would come in. Oh, Justin Forsett. Remember that year? That was, like, 2015-ish. It's, every, it's a revolving door. It's, they've always had a new guy. Gus Edwards also. And that's why I kind of love the idea of the system and not the players. I mean, obviously, you, you, you pay great players and, and, and all of that. But, like, look at what the Niners are doing, man. Like, they're, they're still battling injuries, and it's mm. just, like, next man up. It's the system. And I know you don't love Shanahan, <clears throat> but, like, you know, they're, they're – Hold off on that because that's, that's one of the talking points that I want to say for this show. We'll get to that in one second. However, this is the second pod that I do. Shouts to Upsets and Underdogs with Will Blackman. We were talking about the system and the players. Where are you in, in, on that conversation? Like, who do you gravitate to? It's the system. You, you don't think it's the players? Nah, because... Man, I disagree. No, nah, that's right, so fine. Good. I mean, I just love, like, look at what the Patriots are <clears> doing. And that's, the, that's obviously the low-hanging fruit. But there's just a lot of great teams that... Look at the Packers. It's, it's, it's run, it's play action. Aaron Jones is out, or he came back this week. But, you know, it's business as usual with A.J. Dillon, wouldn't you say? You had me with the Pats, not with the Packers. Okay. Because you saw when Rodgers was in, in there, it looked like a debacle. No, I'm talking about the running backs. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. Right. It's not too big, not that big of a drop-off. You it, Like, I'm just saying, obviously the quarterback is a different example. But I'm talking about just, like, uh, you know, glue guys and, and, and pieces around, like the fringe players. If the system is strong and, and everyone knows their assignment and everyone knows what they're doing, you can make do with, look at, like, Kendrick Bourne, bro. Like, Kendrick Bourne, he wasn't amazing in, in San Francisco, but he was, like, a solid guy. And now, look, he's mm. in New England and he's doing his thing. It's the system sometimes. And... It's easy to say it's New England. It's New England. I understand that. Um, there player are other examples makes of, the system, though? Or system makes the player? I think in the right system, a player can be better than he would be in elsewhere. It's like in wrestling. They say the, the, the title doesn't make the wrestler. Okay. The wrestler makes the title. right? So does the player make the system or does the system make the player? An example. I think... I think that if you there there come 
pl- players come every now and then that exceed the system. Yeah, the exceptions. Exceptions. So in that scenario, if I stumble upon is a terrible example because he just got hurt, but Christian McCaffrey. That's a guy that I would build a system around. Right. For sure. Because he's such a unique player. But there's not many of those guys. Right. Yeah. So when you get a guy like Odell on the Rams, the way they used him in that Packers game is ideally how you would want to use him. Mm-hmm. The Brandon Cooks mold. Remember when he mm-hmm. was with the Rams too? House calls, deep shots, double moves, right? Rasul Douglas had a pick six, had another ball dropped in his hands, and what they do? They ran a like a, 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 a slant reverse go or whatever, a sluggo route kind of to the crib. The Browns weren't doing that with Odell because they were too married to their system. Like their system, like you were saying, heavy three 60, tight 40, ends, yeah, six. Yeah, he 40. don't fit the system. But then you have players of that talent. I mean, I don't think Odell is good enough to change your entire offensive system around. And I don't think he showed you anything. At the time that he got there, he was. Post-ACL, he hasn't been the same. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think you're right. There are certain guys. The best coaches build, this, build the scheme and the systems around the player, without a doubt. I'm just saying, in general, you know, like, you, 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 you play with the cards that you're dealt. I get that. I also think... You know, sticking true to what you want to do and your philosophies and finding guys that do that really well is just as important. Like if you're a run block, if you're a, if you're a running team, you got to draft offensive linemen that run run block well and don't pass block well. That's kind of the idea that I'm talking about. But I agree with what you're saying. Different different sports, same example. Look at the shirt I'm wearing. Best point guard of all time is is. The Golden State system that amazing, or is it because they have the Splash Brothers and they have Curry that makes it so amazing? I think it's both because the Golden State system is unreal. You know, they have a system where Steph's the point guard on paper, but actually Draymond is the point guard, and Steph has the ability to run around with off ball. You know, there's back cuts, there's just a lot of ways to get Steph open, and that's a credit to the system. And I don't think Steph would have hit his peak unless he was in that system i think that's a match made in heaven like you go from steve kerr one of the best shooters of all time right to one of the most successful players of all time as well he just so happens to be you know steph's coach and then steph is extremely talented but i also think the system around him has benefited him tremendously i think he's the best point guard of all time but i'm saying like if he was the prototypical point guard bring the ball up every time he wouldn't have the career that he's had and then if you look at the warriors success now a lot of that is because of the system System. you got juan toscano anderson and, and and jordan Poole. Just running around wide open threes, be elite to wide open threes. Like it's the it's the system, but this is a situation where it fits perfectly. That's the same thing with Andy Reid, right? Andy Reid and Mahomes. Like if Mahomes went somewhere else, it, it may not have worked. Well, that's a good example too, because Andy Reid was in Kansas City all those years, and he couldn't get over the hump. Same system, same offense. However, it didn't have the guy. Perfect. That's a, I love that example because Alex Smith was solid. Right, yeah, he was solid, he was solid. Yeah. and the and the system was good, and what where he got them as far as he could. I believe like the system and solid quarterback play got them as far as they could go. Good system, great quarterback, or great system, great quarterback. Those are the results you want. So I think it really is a mixture of both. But I just think from a head coach perspective or a coach perspective, like you need a system, um, 
And then, uh, you know, as time progresses, if you're if you're dealt a hand of cards, you got to do what you got to do at first. But I'm just talking about like long term planning and your identity as a team. You need to have like kind of an identity. You know what I mean? And, you know, alter the moves you make and the personnel decisions around that. But it's an interesting conversation. It's fascinating. He gets back. Perfect, perfect coach to talk about, perfect system to talk about was one of the main talking points of this show is I want to have the conversation. Is it time? Right? And it's a list of like whether it's teams or players where we just need to have the discussion. I'm with you. Whether it's good or bad. Kyle Shanahan. Three in a row. Three in a row. Very polarizing <laughs> debates in the text chains between I, us two. I mean, dude, they – Six and five, battling through more some more injuries. Um, but that's a perfect example of like a guy goes down, next man up. If you have the right system, it's a plug and play. And they're extremely talented. And now I'm worried about the Debo groin. Supposedly, they avoided a uh, long-term injury. But I wouldn't be surprised if he misses a week or so. When I don't remember who I heard also talk about this. But when is Debo going to be eligible for running back in fantasy football? I, I don't even think he had a catch yesterday. And he had like... Close to 10 rushes. <clears throat> Two touchdowns. What's wild is I'm waiting for him to have the game where he p- does both. Like, like four touchdowns. Eight catches for a buck 60 and a touchdown and eight eight carries for 100. Like yeah. one of those is going to happen. Yeah. And I know you have Debo in, 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 um, in two Fanta, leagues. In two, in two leagues. leagues. And he's going to put up like a, a 50 burger. I'm telling you, that's going to happen. The, 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 the knock on Kyle Shanahan, and, you know, I've done a lot of reading on, you know, shouts to the ringer and a couple other people that I read, but they're talking about how Kyle Shanahan is, 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 has a short leash, especially with young players. A guy. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. That was the knock. They're like, yo, where's Ayuk been for eight weeks? Per, it's a perfect example. But look, now he's playing and he's contributing in a big way and he's yeah. very making a lot of impact plays. So, yo, people were taking him like fifth, sixth round in yeah. fantasy. He was he checked all the boxes for the year two. Got to jump. Got to take they, the What they three. didn't account for was Debo Samuel. That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just. Um, but again, just. It's it's it, it's 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 fascinating and and um he's an example of a system over the player and again like if you give him a really great player that player like look at like wasn't he the offensive coordinator in Washington with Robert Griffin the third the rookie year when he won rookie I'm almost positive he was the offensive coordinator I know he had a stint in Cleveland also Shanahan and he yeah. was uh, and then and then he. he he became the head coach for the Niners after the Falcons. He he's great at game planning and calling plays. He may not be the greatest at like developing players. You right? Like everyone has their thing, I guess, right? And that was kind of the knock on him is too short of a leash and like didn't do the greatest at developing guys. But in terms of on Sunday, who do you want? You know, when you're draw you know <laughs> when you're drafting up the game plan and then on Sunday, who do you want? It's him. But do you want him as kind of the player development? that side of the ball which is tough not everyone is as perfectly well-rounded anyway um but it seems to be kind of turning the corner and playing some of these younger guys we'll see about trey sermon but um well you could a good example yeah yeah but they had a goal mine with elijah mitchell too yeah he's a dude who they took after trey sermon six round pick i think they just love that position running back yeah remember tevin coleman raheem moster jeff wilson would come in Jarek McKinnon, too they do unfortunately for him they had signed them from minnesota mckinnon Mm -hmm. and do just like tore his Achilles, and then the next year tore his ACL, or yeah. the other way around. But it was season-ending injuries. Yeah. But again, they just find running backs. They put you in there. Dude, Kyle Juszczyk gets He's like so important. 20 catches a year on like third downs, too. Like next, week, very- next week, we got to do MVP, mm-hmm. but guys like you would never expect, but that should win it. Like Juszczyk, 
probably one of the most valuable guys to his team, but would never even be considered. Yeah. And rightfully so. He's a fucking fullback. Right, right, right. But just like in relation to what he does and how much love he gets. Like Quentin Nelson. Great example. <laughs> just like a guard. Like that guy is so important to the offensive yeah. line as a whole. Um, you saw it when he comes back with the Colts took off. Right, right, right So right. anyway, um, we got to do like a. Nah, I'm down for that. I'm under down for the that. radar. But yo, Shanahan. Look, three in a row. Three in a row. They showed a graphic on Sunday Night Football. I don't know if you caught it, but I think 12 of the 16 teams in the NFC are all still alive because that last seed is like, I think Minnesota still they are still in the it. seventh seed yeah. and they're five and six. So it's, what the hell, man? The Giants aren't even alive. Hey, let's go. We got life, cuz. Yeah. The, the bottom of the NFC is wild. Kirk Cousins going to Kirk. I still want to see, I want to see how this season plays out. For Kyle Shanahan and 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 the Niners, because man, there's just something where I still don't trust it. I don't know what it is. They're That's just fine, weird, man. They're just a weird team to me. And yo, you know, and they got some, they got ballers, bro. Debo Kittle. Nah, I have, love Elijah Mitchell. The offensive line is very good too. O line is good. I still, you know what, I can't get out of my head. Jimmy G just. Again, yesterday, just missed Elijah Mitchell five yards from him. Just like airballed it. I wish Trey Lance was ready, man. Man. I wish they drafted Mac. Bro. <laughs> Mac would just be like a better version of Jimmy G right now. And it's crazy to say, you know, but he would be. And, you know, again, I've said it before, but like there were rumors that Shanahan was traded up to take him. Yeah. And then. Who knows what happened between that point. But he was like, I feel good enough at three to get one of the guys I want. Mac was the guy. And then in the evaluation process, got swayed away by Trey Lance. It and just the upside. wasn't a it, – it, was it had to be an upside thing. Because you're not making that trade for a guy like Mac Jones. I, I, I don't know, man. Like I was listening to Dilfer and he said – that Mac Jones brings a level of professionalism that he's never seen for a guy this young. That he comes in day one as a rookie. You know, you got to give a lot of credit to Nick Saban and the Alabama crew. And I think Bill O'Brien's the offensive coordinator, right? But you're coming in as a rookie with like, you know how to kind of, you know, you know, you know, make progressions and read a defense. Um, I don't know. You've just, it, you're like groomed very well at Alabama. It's a, it's a fucking you know it's a pro system it's a it's a it's a pro program like so i just think that has a lot to do with it you know what i mean and you know the patriots are doing a great job of like putting him in spots to succeed in the sense that you know a lot of max protection they're not letting free blitzers get to him all of the throws are like high efficiency high high co completion <clears throat> percentages and if they ever do take a shot down the field it's very much always against man coverage or um, you know, it's a one-on-one -on -one situation, man coverage. It's not two to three guys in a zone. They're just doing a good job of like. It's setting, very calculated. Yes, they know exactly what they're doing, and and you know. Well, how much of it is another conversation I was having today on Twitter with some people, and even in in uh, one of the discords is how much of that is where you fall in the draft too. I was watching Sunday Night Football, and they showed the bookends of the 2018 draft was Baker first. Lamar was the last pick. First quarterback taken, last quarterback taken. Would you have preferred being the number one pick going to Cleveland? Yeah, the money's good. I get it. But yeah. falling to Baltimore was a blessing. Yeah, dude. That's a great point. The you know, the farther you fall, the better the situation. The better you land the team in. is. That's yeah. why they're not picking at the top of the draft. 
That's and why you have scenarios like Mahomes. You they trade, trade up. up to get him. Watson, yeah. they get him where they got him. Guys like that is different. Yeah, it sucks, bro. I want to be a top five pick. But do you want to go to Jacksonville? Look at Trevor tra- 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 Lawrence. Yeah. Another guy. Want to have the conversation about him? I, do the first 10 starts? Kind of. I, I, I've said it before, man. He's shown some flashes. And you know me. I was the Zach Wilson guy over Trevor Lawrence. And I would say, like, it's bad in Jacksonville. It's so bad. Like, I've said it from the beginning. The offensive system to me is super vanilla. They're injured. It's, it's, I've said it. It's Daryl Bevel and Brian Schottenheimer. That's what you're going to do with your rookie quarterback that has a lot of skills, you know, outside of the pocket and and and, and he's extremely athletic and that's what you're going to go and bring in. Like to me, I, I, I want to give I, I would give Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, a, a lot more leeway. Oh, for sure. But yeah. I understand what you're saying. Like they have done nothing to set him up for success. Nothing. Yo, what if Mac Jones went there? Same. I don't think Agnew Agnew got hurt, got put on IR, and they made a big deal of it. Dude was a bona fide returner like yeah. six weeks ago. They, they last year Chenault was in the slot, and then this year they just said, you know what, Agnew's going in there. Thirty six, I don't thirty nine. Why? Marvin Jones. Yeah, Chark uh, got hurt. Chark got hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I uh, Urban Meyer could but, probably be the first coach. But if we're if we're talking about Trevor Lawrence, like yo. You know, it looks a little shaky. Gardner Minshew had better numbers than him in the first 10 starts. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, again, you know, the, the knock was like he every receiver he threw to was wide open at, at Clemson. You know, the best program in, in, in one of the weakest conferences. And, you know, I, granted, Clemson's not doing that great right now. But, I'm, you know, I'm just saying, you know, you're throwing to elite receivers. You're <clears throat> the best offensive lineman blocking for you. It's, you know. Yo, I want to uh, bring up, go back to Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, yo, the 2019 Alabama roster. Uh, Tua was the quarterback. Calvin Ma- Ridley. No, no, no. 19, my bad. I'm wilding. Najee Harris. Listen to the wider series, right? Waddle. For this. Henry Ruggs. <laughs> Jerry Judy. Waddle. Devontae Smith. For fuck's sakes. <laughs> Bro, what? No wonder why they win national championships all the time. All those dudes are starting on your fantasy team. They got the best. They have the biggest program, you know? Like, I don't even remember who I was listening to say it. They got, got they have spent, they spend so much money on their coaching staff, on the whole program. It's like <clears throat> the resources that they have is very hard to compete with. There's certain organ, there's certain programs in the, in the, in the, across the country that have the resources that Alabama does, but. I don't. I they. I don't think there is. Maybe it's there's a close second. What I'm trying to say is. Nah, they're they're definitively the premier school. Saban. Well, it's not even the resources. Yeah, that's a great thing. But there are schools that have money like that, and they got some rich boosters also. Like, let's keep it real, man. Yeah. Uh, some of these dudes was getting money beforehand, but also you win all these national championships. You want to go there, obviously. and if you just play there, you're gonna be yeah, what, a uh, second yeah. round pick. No, for sure. Was, Xavier McKinney on the Giants. He was a safety for them. Dude, under the radar in a way, right? Stole that game yesterday with with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Saban has time to go recruit. Saban has time to, to, you know, to do the guest appearances, to do the commercials, to keep his name in the spotlight. You saw the the controversy about him going on the Manning cast because it's a way to recruit the the youngest Manning right now who's in high school. No, I I, I didn't. Yeah, so... It wasn't really a controversy, but they were like, yo, Nick Saban knows what he's doing because he doesn't do media. He's very just 
I do the Bama press conference because I'm obligated to do it. Yeah. The, the Bama media and shit. And yeah, of course, it gets covered by the SEC. Network no, you're right, that. though. But as far as like going on someone's podcast during the season, I know it wasn't a podcast, but that's, that's if you watch the Manning cast. By the way, I only watch the Manning cast. Oh, now. it's amazing. Okay, it's cool, hilarious. Cool. And Saban goes on there. You're like, and they're like, yo. Yeah. Oh, that's why. Well, because, you know, Ole Miss is coming for that ass, too, with Lane Kiffin. And, it's gonna be a tough decision for that kid. And uh, Tennessee, because his Payton, Payton went, there. went there, right? Ole Miss, yeah. Eli went there. There's a lot. Yeah, he does strike me as someone that would want to go to his like start his own legacy at you know like Texas A and M or USC, where where Lincoln Riley just went. Yo, dude got out of Oklahoma quick. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, the cool thing is like he went from a one conference where he dominated. He probably had one of the best runs. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to like put a number on it, but like. Over the last few years, the Oklahoma run has been unreal. Yeah. Going pre-Baker, or yeah. even if you want to start at Baker. Start at Baker, Hurts. he wins the Heisman, yeah. then Hurts. And, and now, you don't, now, you, now you're going to California. I, I think, I don't know if the conference is easier, but it's, it's not at the SEC. Right. So, or, 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 you know. Or, you know so, 12. Yeah, so, so you, you avoid those two. Right. So, sunny California, a shit ton of money. Legacy. Legacy. You don't have to really compete. Now you got to go there and just crush and recruit California because that's where they weren't doing a good job of that. They weren't recruiting well in California. You got to just go back to the basics, kill kill the West Coast, kill the local scene, and, and they'll be back. So, like, good for him, though. Bro, let's have the combo about Matt Ryan. D- dude was – he was my number one pick for the fall off the cliff guy. Remember, uh, I do it every year. There's been the last like three years I've been able to ID it. The last year I said Aaron Rodgers might be it too, but he won MVP. Even though they won this week. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it, it looks I mean, it's bad. Jackson is Jacksonville, but it look it just looks bad, dude. It yeah. looks like he doesn't want to do. That's why Cordell Patterson. You want to talk about MVP? Dude is just a under baller, the radar. Thirty year old breakout. It's tough for him to be under the radar because he's a fantasy darling this year. But agreed, he does so many things. Um, but yo, Matt Ryan just. I, and I know he doesn't have Calvin Ridley, but like Kyle Pitts is a non-factor. He's had like two big pop-up games where he put up like a buck sixty in London against the Jets. But besides that, it's just it just looks. I think it's tough because you don't have Ridley, and you could put a lot of attention on Kyle Pitts. He's still a rookie. That I mean, you went up, you, you needed to go up, but you took him that high. He's supposed to produce. The crazy thing is, you look around some of these other rookie pass catchers. Even Waddle now is doing great. So now that pick, you needed a quarterback. Mac looks good. Uh, the uh, um, why is his name falling out of my brain? Fields Fields is hurt, but he's looked solid as well. You could have had both of those guys. You didn't. You took the tight end, who is that hasn't looked great. So now that's tough, right? Um, and yeah, but I do think not having Ridley there is tough. But some of those, some of those catches, man, over the middle, Gator arms at times. He just looks so. I mean, even if you go back to the New England game, it just looks like I don't know if he's just scarred to death from any time he sees the Patriots. It's like yo, I just think of twenty-eight to three. Like yo, I was so close to. How, how different is his career if he wins the Super Bowl? It's completely different. I don't know. Does he? Who has a better career, Joe Flacco or Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan. I would take Matt Ryan's career over Joe Flacco's. I'm just trying to think of a quarterback who has one Super Bowl win. That's like, you know what I mean? Yo, they're the same draft class. Wow. And 
both of them were franchise guys. They were with their organization for so long. Trent Dilfer or Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan. Yeah, I don't even... I mean, I know Dilfer got the one ring. Um, That's a good one, yo. Joe Flacco or Matt Ryan's career? Like, yo, Matt Ryan... Flacco a of, made a lot of money. A lot of playoff... Yeah, I mean, Ryan has too. No, no, I know. I'm just yeah. saying you have... You have the you have the Super Bowl, you also have kind of the big contract. You know you got paid handsomely. You have the individual postseason success. You probably don't have the stats that Matt Ryan has. Yeah, Matt Ryan has the stats. He has the MVP award. He's MVP. Good point. Made two NFC title games. He's made three NFC title games. Excuse me, because I forgot the one that they got the doors blown off them when they played the Falcons. When they played the Falcons? When they played the Packers, excuse me. Yes. Aye, aye, aye. Okay, they played okay. the Packers, they got blown out. They lost the uh, the no flag on Roddy White against the Niners with Kaepernick. And then they went to the Super Bowl when they went in, in 2016. With the Patriots, yeah. So three NFC title games. And, and even prior to that, historically, they were making the playoffs with Mike Smith. Yeah. It's just the pick looks bad. Matt Ryan, the pick looks bad now, right well, the, now. The, the pick looks bad also because at the time when you took it, you didn't really need it because you had Julio. No one needs a tight end in the, in the top five. Yeah, that's another <laughs> position you don't really need. Look, yo, look at Fryer Youth, bro. Dude just scores touchdowns Bro, there's now. just there's a, lot of, a, a lot of young tight ends. The kid on the Chargers, uh, Parham, like that kid. Yeah. A lot of good young tight ends. Um. So I agree with you. Um, Goddard is a little older. Nonetheless, there's just guys you can go out and find. So um. uh, Let's have a talk about Cam. 5 of 21. Those on back. But he's back. He's back. And I, and I tweeted when that video first surfaced of him saying I'm back against the Cardinals. I was like, yo, when he's one hopping balls like he was doing to Jacoby Myers, yeah. the on back is really going to resonate. Dude, you take away – I know. And I know you hate – nothing drives you crazier than one I'm like, yo, if you take away this, you're like, yeah, take away the best season a guy ever had. But if you take away that one throw to DJ Moore for like 64 yards. Okay. He's that, got nothing? Yo, the worst – PFF, shouts to PFF, your boys, they said the worst starting quarterback performance of the last 15 years. 5 of 21. Yeah, I mean – Smoke their cigars, <clears throat> but what? What's what's the excuse now, though? Nah, there's no. I mean, I just think. I just think he's done. Yeah, because you can't say last year you had an excuse. You had a legitimate excuse for why it was bad when he was with the Patriots. It's the weapons, right? Especially when New England comes in this year, they blow all this money on the offense. They bring all these guys. Well, you can't you can't use the weapons debate in in Carolina because you got a stud wide receiver in DJ Moore. Yeah, Robbie Anderson could get open. Uh, CMC, I know he just got hurt, but at the time when we're having this discussion, I don't think I, yeah. I just think Cam at this point is is best suited for kind of a backup. Now that's the thing, though, he probably doesn't want to be a backup. You don't want to be a backup, so it's it's yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be one of those guys waiting around every year. Maybe not. I don't know. One of those guys waits for it, and you know, there's an injury in the preseason, and you know, Cam shows up. One of those. You know, for maybe a year or two, and then I don't know. Do you want to be a, a quarterback who comes in three, four snaps a game to just do that? Well, the I RPO shit when you're going into. I feel like if you could find the right uh, environment and the right culture, that would fit for him, right? Like if he goes to like a team that's ready to win a Super Bowl, right? He's the veteran guy. I don't know, maybe. 
you know the exact situation. It's almost like a Rams this year, right? Like, you know. We're just a quarterback away? Well, not even a quarterback away. Like, I, don't, I couldn't even think of the example. Like, yeah, maybe you got the backup. Well, I feel like the best scenario is right for him now. was, well, that and also what he had with the Patriots. Where you go into the season as a starter, but you got this guy in. Like, if he was a Chicago quarterback coming into the year, that would make a lot of sense to me. Yes. Right? Is Not he, Andy Dalton. You have a guy like Cam. little, definitely more similar to, to the fields. play style of the fields than what, what Dalton is. 100%. It's like, yo, let's put in let's put in Cam. Weather the storm. Yo, fields, you ready? All right, go yeah. out there. And the whole system's the same, and you don't have to change what you're doing. But again, does Cam want to do that? Cam's an alpha, bro. You know, I mean, look, bro, it's all about kind of the ego, right? So he's going to have to either, you know, accept what's going on or, or not. But um, I would say, like, stick a fork. Yeah. Sad Last day. one I got on here is Big Ben. Man, I was talking to Danny. Our buddy Danny's a huge Steeler fan. That his Tomlin so- takes are wrong, I think. I see his tweets, and I was going to, tw- I was gonna like, reply to him. I He's the only Steeler – well, I'm – I don't know that many Steeler fans. I know some in the media, and I know like some personally. He's like one of the few Steeler fans that's like Steelers fans that's off Tomlin. Why be on him? Because he's never had a losing season. He's had. He's like the. He's the definition of consistency. And that. And with that organization, you just, you know, you take their word for it. Mm. And um, how much? How much of their success? With Tomlin, and I don't have the record in front of me, but how much of that is them beating up on the Bengals and Browns all these years? Yeah, but how, they've won two Super Bowls. One, one. Well, he has won. Yeah. I'm more and so. They lost one. Yeah. How many? I understand what you're saying, and he inherited a great coach. It, he it also always, inherited a great quarterback. But it always was Raven Steelers. Always Raven Steelers. And then you had a little like flashes of the Andy Dalton Bengals, Bengals for like five years. Where like they made the playoffs five straight years and they lost like five straight times or some shit. Always like a wild Houston. card or whatever. Yeah. So I do know that Tomlin, they have a lot of like losses in Oakland when they're favored by 12 points. So just like that. Or, yeah. or they lost to the Bengals on Monday Night Football. Like they they have a lot of letdowns, but on the flip side, they got a lot of like yo backs up against the wall. We going in there, we're gonna beat a, a New England or a Green Bay yeah. on the road kind of thing. It's weird. I do think that look, they're not gonna fire him just because like they that's not what they do. We're talking yeah. about Tomlin, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what they do. However, Big Ben, I think it's I think it's clipped for him. I think Tomlin gets another run with another quarterback, whatever quarterback that is. I think it's a hot job in the off season. I think a lot of veteran quarterbacks, we've talked about this, a lot oh, of yeah. veteran quarterbacks are going to want to go to Pittsburgh. Oh, fuck yeah. And I think Tomlin gets another run easy. Like I, like, I don't even think this is a conversation, to be honest. That's why I'm so surprised by what Danny's saying. Like, Tomlin's got to go. Like, you understand, last year, you know, his quarterback was running away from Miles Garrett with a helmet. Was that last year? I think it was two years ago. Well, okay, that happened two years. When ben it's got just hurt, like yeah. when Ben was healthy-ish and when Ben was like, at the tail end of his prime, the Steelers were good. Super Bowl contenders, right? And as Ben has teetered off, I think the Steelers have teetered off. And I think, like, you got... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. To give him another run with another quarterback, you know? All right, before we move on, let's talk to the members of the Patreon. Mike Wozniak, Stephen Briggs, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Jordan Riley, Flying Ryan Pisner, Christopher Velasquez. If you join the Patreon, $10 tier or higher for the month of November and until UFC 269, which is next Saturday, not this Saturday, next Saturday, you'll be eligible to watch the pay-per-view on us. We will pay for the pay-per-view for you. I do a random drawing. Check it out. Patreon.com. Size Veterans Minimum. Get in the Discord. Listen to the betting pod. We are eight games above 500 on the betting pod. Let's go. We got some extra content coming up. We're going to be ramping it up for the month of December. You'll be getting a bonus podcast every week. Um, very similar to what the two-show format is, but there's going to be like an additional one for, for you guys. And you can get next Monday's episode up now already with uh, Bo Templin from 1.37 p.m. Okay. That's it. On the reads. Imp, I want to talk about a couple of games in particular. Um, Bucks. Bucks, Colts. Uh, Thoughts. Brady, shoe and MVP? Not yet. He needs a signature game. It's coming this week. They play the Falcons. He'll probably throw six touchdowns. He needs the signature stand. Is it a standalone? No, I don't. I think I believe it's like one p.m. But that's gonna be the game where Fournette just ran for four touchdowns. He's gonna come out five or six touchdowns. Yeah. Weren't they on a losing streak? Yeah, they had lost two two in a row, right? Yeah, and then they they beat the Giants, and then they just beat the Colts. I told you this was that was the the number one tease of the week. So just throw the Bucks in the teens. They wound up almost they. It was, was it six and a half or seven? The line closed oh, at four. Four. It opened a little bit <clears throat> higher, I think. So I took them in my mega contest. I'm, I'm three and one pending what happens tonight with Washington because I, I took I took Washington at home. It was minus three and a half. I had the number, and I'm like, damn it, man, that hook is gonna get me because I thought they were gonna go in for the field goal. Yeah. And then Fournette just busted out. And he didn't slow down. He just went. This, I'm like, let's go. He's, Fournette smells the playoffs. Yo, yeah. He becomes a just playoff Lenny is just a different kind of guy. Yeah. Um, Brady's probably the MVP right now. The problem is Kyler, right? He just you haven't seen him for a month. I know, but I think that ultimately is. And then they've won those games. It's different yeah. if they got their doors blown off. Um, I think he's completely out. Lamar threw four picks. Lamar threw four picks. The door got opened a little Rogers. bit for my boy, for my boy Herbert, and then completely shit the bed yesterday. Yeah, no, nah, it's You close. hit me up. You were like, yo, bro, you want to burn that ticket? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, we're not going to say exactly what I said. Yeah, but. Rodgers, I think the door has opened for Rodgers as well. He's got a mask on because they're inside with the door. Yeah. 
Yeah, COVID. With the COVID toe. Got toe. Uh, I will say they're a problem. Green Bay. I think Packers, uh, Packers, Bucks. I, I think we floated this out. I think it's. Can I, can I say uh, the whole Packers offseason Rodgers drama? I've heard other people with this take, and I didn't. I don't know. I was on both ends of the spectrum at one point. Like on one hand, I could completely understand where Aaron Rodgers is coming from. You know, I want more input on the team. Why haven't you drafted a wide receiver? I understand all of that. On the flip side, the Packers roster is very good. Yeah. And it's been good. And so as much as you want to complain, I understand. And, and, and I, do, I do think you actually deserve input. Right, right, right. So it goes both ways. Don't complain about this roster that you got yeah. right now. It's funny how things turn out, right? A.J. Dillon now is... He really might be the X factor for them winning the Super Bowl. When, when, the, when the Aaron Jones contract is up... Well, AJ Dillon. They just paid him. Yeah, they just paid him. That's what I'm saying. He's ready to be groomed. But I think now you got to do that. You could just give the ball 20 times and you could keep Aaron Jones happy. Yeah. Like using Aaron Jones as like the de facto scat slot guy. But yo, AJ Dillon was bum rushing these dudes yesterday. He runs people over, man. Yo, he's a tank. And he's catching passes out the backfield. No, he's sensational. He's, that, and that's what I was trying to say about, like, that's a great system in terms of run play action. Yo, I'm I'm pretty sure I made a clip of this when we were talking about it. Like, yo, let's not front, like, Green Bay's roster is bad. They got roster. the best wide receiver in the game. They have a top six to seven running back. Offensive line, though, a little hurt right you had now. had two all pros at one point. Yeah, your offensive line is solid. Yeah. You have a coach who's done nothing but win 13 games a year since he got there. I had it written down here. The Packers were missing four pro bowlers, and they beat the Rams pretty badly. And they're getting those guys back. Well, yeah. they're Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, El, 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 Elton Jenkins. Jenkins, He's yeah. gone. He's but, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're going to get Bakhtiari. You're getting those guys back. Uh, Jerry Alexander, one of the Smith guys. Aaron Jones is only going to get healthier, healthier now. They're going on a bye this week, so we're not going to see them this week, which was a little weird why they activated Jones yesterday. I didn't understand that. Maybe like as a decoy. I don't know. Could or maybe be. they just knew they didn't want to run A.J. Dillon yeah. into the ground. Yeah. Um, uh, he's still fresh, though. He's still super fresh. He's really had like two workload games. It was that Thursday night game yeah. with all those receivers out. And then yesterday, <laughs> they they gave him a lot. But yeah, bro, like let's not pretend like Green Bay Stokes. The DB, bro, they just like, they find balling. guys. Rashad man. Gary, where did Tunyon come from? Word, you know what I'm saying? Like Valdez Scantling, like they're not household names, but they fit the system really well. And you know what I mean? Like, and Rogers elevates those guys, absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the without. Well, nah, I feel you, bro. And Rogers was so hesitant. Mike McCarthy spread it out four wide. Right, he kind of had some input on that, and then what happened when Lafleur got there? Nah, we're gonna run the ball. We're gonna go play action. That's the hardest thing to stop. And, and like, he had his best season last year. Yeah. We know with the changed mindset. I just, I had something on the Rams. Yeah, yeah, Because I'm worried. I'm worried, man. So. Someone, you know, my money's tied to LA, baby. This is going to be like a, a bad, um, this may not make sense. But you're talking to me, so a lot of things make sense, even though if they don't tell it. Well, it will make sense in a second. <laughs> but it may, it may not. Do you think... By uh, by improving at the quarterback position, it may have actually hurt the Rams. By giving the quarterback more 
um, leeway by trying to do more, right? By going for spread wide more often than what got you to who you are. Play action, run the ball, boring. Like, that's who McVay is. That's mm. who that offense is. It's two tight end, you know, one tight end and a full back. That's what that offense is. A lot of Higby and Everett last couple Bro, of years. Yeah. And, you know, your end arounds towards, granted, he's not there, and now you have had to adapt. But the point that, like, I'm trying to get across is, like, when you were more limited with Jared Goff, you were more true to who you are as an offense. Because you were limited, you couldn't get too cute. You had to stick very, very to the script. Where now with Matthew Stafford, you're like, oh, this guy can make. We're gonna fling it forty times a game. We got McVay's over there spitting on his hands. When that's not what got you where you are. Nah, that's a fair, that's a fair assessment, man. But then it's hard to look at like what Cooper Cup's been doing this year. No, and and I think there's the fine balance, but I do think you got to get back to what you know. And again. You lost Woods, and that's tough. And 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 now he may think, look, he's the genius, right? He's the guru. So to me, it's like they're either going to pivot back to what they've been doing best or it's all in on the spread offense and they're going to just go all in on that. Yeah, and if you look at what, what, what brought the Rams to the dance, right? It was running the ball with Gurley. Last year, tail end, second half of the season. Cam Akers. For, for as bad as it was with golf. Remember, they would have like different dudes come into quarterback also. Yeah. Uh, I forgot his name, but he, golf didn't start that playoff game Yeah, against Seattle. But what they do? 30 carries in both games. Like Cam, Cam Akers was on my FFPC team that dude. I drafted for the playoffs. And dude had over 100 yards in both games. Yeah, he gets hurt. Darrell Henderson, look. I'm okay with him. It doesn't excite me. It doesn't upset me. It's it's okay. I don't think it's like that big of a drop off. Do you think it was a big of a, a big drop off from Acres? Yeah. Okay. Just because Cam was more of a out the backfield guy too, more so, explosive. Though Henderson came. He's into not the a league. bad backup to have. Nah, he's not. I guess that's a good example of what I was talking about earlier. Have if you're a run the ball team, you got to have a good backup. Yeah, back, good backup running back. If that's what you do, they they still have a lot of speed on the outside. Like Beckham, Van Jefferson's Van Jefferson, nasty. the home run threat. I would like to see more Higby. Yeah, no, that's exactly my point. Go back to what you know. Um, it's weird, man. But also, they just get run on, bro. Like Tennessee ran on them without Derrick Henry. That's crazy. You look at that defense. Yeah, if San I was playing Fran, quarterback, I'd be shitting my pants. San Fran was like, "Yo, we're just gonna run it down your throat." And then you saw what what happened yesterday. Packers just. And yeah. you have Donald, and you got Von Miller, and you got some dudes that are aggressive in the secondary, but it just seems like a team that's too finesse. Like, if it's L.A., like, that's an L.A. team. Like, to me, when I think of L.A., I think soft. <laughs> I just the think Chargers of, like, are soft, finesse, too. like, flashy, explosiveness, Showtime Lakers, kind of. When, like, yo, when, it, like, when, I don't, like yo. They, were, when they used to run the ball down your throat, and then... When when there was too many people in the box, it's play action. Yeah, play action, Jared Goff. And so now it's like you. I think them getting better at the position may have kind of influenced who they are and their identity. <clears throat> and so you don't find L.A. as a soft city. I've never been to L.A., so I sound mad ignorant. Nah, but, I fuck with L.A. Like, yo, it's mad. like seventy five degrees all year round. You're not rugged with the snow and shit. Yeah, but they're mad like conscious about the environment. I fuck with that. Mad right. green. Yeah, I get that, but I'm talking about like just like their their makeup as a city to me has always been like finesse, slow paced, like slow, you know, t- California yeah. living, easy breezy. That's yeah. not us. Nah, We're the it's opposite. Not us here. Yeah, but that's but for also, them. But also, like Boston is like that too. It was similar to us. Yeah, northeast. It's cold, windy, yeah, shitty. It's fucking thirty degrees today. You gotta move quick when you move here. Shit was trash. Yeah. 
So maybe, maybe Stafford's gotten comfortable to that. This is the worst three-game stretch he's had even in Detroit. Yeah, it's been pretty rough, man. Yeah, and then, you know, rough. there's reports that he's injured and no one wants, you know, they're not even putting it on the injury report, but he's playing hurt and you got to play hurt. But um, I don't know, man. Look, they play Jacksonville this week, which is a the get right. The get right. This is the alternate spread. But then, but then you still got another game against San Fran. You got another game against Arizona. You got another game against Seattle. You got a it's gut check time, man. Yeah. Because what were we saying all these weeks? Ah, we know the top five in the NFC. I said it before. NFC, I could throw a dart at one yeah. of these teams. Well, one of them is looking yeah, a little shaky right now. Is, yeah. And I'm not really panicking too much on Dallas because they're going to get some of their guys back too. Yeah, and the division, right? And you the can division, just chalk yeah. them up. Well, yesterday would have been big if the Eagles would have won. The Eagles would have won. Because then the Eagles would have been a game back. And I know Washington plays, I think their last five games are in division. It's one of those wacky. Well, we spoke about that. The Philly doesn't have to fly the rest of the year. Right. Philly's another one, too. So it's fascinating to me, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about? How bad was that Sunday Night Football game last it night? It was bad. I, I actually wanted to just give the Dolphins credit. Okay. Um... Yeah. Credit after shitting on them the last pod that you the just The D, passed. I mean, yo, was it last pod? <laughs> no, it was like two pods ago. We were, you and Allen were going at it. More so just the defense yeah. has finally kind of stepped up. Turnovers. Okay, has it though? They played the, the Jets and, and Cam. No, nah, but weeks. they also played... I think they beat the Ravens. They're, they were the, they, no, they, you're right. They invented the... They, they've, they've kind of... They've done the Lamar, the Lamar stopper defense the last few weeks. It's, hey, look, we're just gonna blitz everyone at Lamar. Zero blitz. We're just sending the house at Lamar, and they've they were the the innovators of that. They did that three weeks ago, and they've done one ever since. So, granted, you know, I think they beat the shit out of the Panthers though by like three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so them. again, what do we say? If you're gonna beat a bad team, beat the shit out of them, and they also beat a, a good Ravens team. So, just real quick, credit to the Dolphins. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's fair. G-Man, G-Man? Freddy Kitchens? <laughs> the Giants, uh, yo, I just want them to score 30 points once. It's been like, <laughs> you know that the Giants since 2018 have scored the least amount of offensive touchdowns in the league? Since when? 2018. Ouch. I mean, I'm surprised. I, I was. The Jets have scored more offensive touchdowns. Hold on, touchdowns. hold on. Somehow the Jets were like, the, the offense had the most yards over the last four weeks or something like that. And I was like, this is the, this garbage time is the only explanation. Like, this is why sometimes you just got to throw numbers out the window. Like, yo, the Jets. <laughs> Bro, numbers. Shout, we got to win, though. We got to win, baby. Shouts, shouts. Zach Wilson on board. Second career win? Yeah, second because yeah. he beat the Titans. Just got three wins somehow. It's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Last thing I want to mention, though, and uh, we'll wrap up. Um, it's the home stretch, bro. It's the home stretch. Every team got six more games left, for the most part. Is my Patriots Bucks Super Bowl pick that sound look as crazy anymore? It looks strong. The man. Bills take real quick. The Bills beat the shit out of the Saints, but I wasn't impressed by what the Saints brought to the table on Thursday. Like, oh, also that's a that's a that's a fraudulent twenty point win. Yo, also they lost Tre'Davious White. Yeah, which is big. Uh, he might have been the the most valuable defensive player that they have yeah. because they still do that NASCAR shit with the defensive lineman where yep. they'll rotate seven eight guys in. Uh, Put him on an island. Russo would be really he's been balling out, but their secondary was like an underrated like um, Poyer, Hyde, and Hyde, and then him and that dude Wallace too plays pretty well. But now it's you know you just lost a guy who is your lockdown corner at least. 
Look, the term lockdown is very misleading. He's a top five, seven guy in the league. Yeah, like, I know a lot of people in the DFS community were asking me, yo, what do you think about Devontae Adams this week? It's like, yo, the Rams don't use Ramsey as shadow. No one really shadows. It's very rare occasions. Like, you know who shadows? Lattimore, when they play the Bucks, because him and Evans got this dilemma against got each it. other. But they don't really use Ramsey as a... Lock you down guy. Bro, last guy to really do that was your boy. Grievous. Revis Island was a real thing. Like, yeah. dude, you used to go on the slot, left side, right. It don't matter. Yeah. Like, yo, you're mine, bro. Yeah. It's quiet. So guys don't really do that. I think it's very misleading. The one thing that upsets me the mo- most about fantasy communities is cornerback wide receiver matchups. Right, the Mike Clay one. But it's always, oh, this wide receiver has a tough assignment against this corner. It's like, nah, bro. When it's Devontae Adams against Jalen Ramsey, you know who else has a tough matchup? Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. So it's not always Don't let like, that discourage yeah, you. Yeah, like, yo, when you have an alpha, bro, when you have an alpha, yo, Rogers yesterday, third and six, slant right to Adams with Ramsey on. What are you going to do? I, I remember that. It was like that read. It was like the, it was the RPO player. Yeah, whatever. balls. Double covered. I don't give a fuck. I'm going down with my guy. Come on, man. Aaron Rodgers is running RPOs. That's the system. <laughs> he bought in. Rodgers MVP plus 500? I believe so, yeah. I don't think there's value in the Brady plus three hundred. I don't think uh, I don't think um, I don't think Rogers gets it because of the. I think because of he missed the game, people are gonna hold the COVID shit against them. Very fair. And I just think I think it's also a sentimental thing with Brady too. It's like last year, forty-four. Yeah. How much more does he have in him? But knowing him, he's probably gonna play until he's fifty. And if they, you know, if they end up being the top seed, it's gonna be hard to not give it a break. I agree. Three hundred. So. Brady. Gonna have to hit the book, <clears throat> dude. It was a banger. Woo! Uh, where can they find you? I M P Y seven one eight. I M P Y seven one eight on Twitter and Instagram. You already know. At Nick Day is ten is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum, you can find everything for the show. Check us out on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash Veterans Minimum. You can watch some of the clips on there and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll catch you guys later this week. Peace.